I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View, and I'm here with Joy Behar. This is Behind the Table. Hello, Joy. Hello. All right, we're here. Yeah. We just finished the show. Yes. We're coming right off of it. Yes. We're in week two. Is the bloom off the rose uh, in week two? You were in a great mood when we started uh, week mm-hmm. one. We were back, and it was exciting, and now it's, it's, is it, yeah. has the grind hit yet? It's not a grind exactly, but, you know, I was thinking there was hardly any job that I ever loved. Really? Yeah, but I like this job a lot, not because of the job itself necessarily, but because of the friends. And all of the jobs that I've had, I've hated to leave because I would miss my friends. Well, you know, speaking of hating to leave, people are always asking me, like, is, is, is it true Joy's retiring? Is Joy walking out? I said, you, you enjoy this too much. I, I think you, you like doing this. <laughs> well, first of all, people like me do not retire. Right. I'm a creative person. I have... Five plays being done in the New York Comedy Festival that I wrote. Right. And then uh, starting in January, we're working on a full-length play called Crisis in Queens. So I'm a writer, playwright, and a writer. So there's no such thing as retiring. You mean, will I quit this show? Yes, of course. Okay, that's a more specific way to say it. I don't want them taking me out of here feet first. No, certainly not. I don't (laughs) think, but you'll outlive us all. I'm not worried about that. I don't know about Um, that. All right, well. I am the one person you know who's never had COVID. That's really impressive. Actually. I know. I've never yeah, had it. I mean, it. I hate to, to tempt fate in any way. People but... say to me, maybe you had it and you didn't know. But you used to test me constantly. Constantly. And then when I got sick last year, yeah. I had a virus. It wasn't COVID. No, so... you, you defy uh, genetics. I reason. wonder what that is. I don't know. I've heard lots of different theories, but I think you're just, uh, I think you scare COVID away. <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> COVID is afraid of me. COVID is afraid of you. Right. Um, God yeah. willing, it will continue to be. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yesterday we talked to Sonny. And yeah. Sonny uh, said on the show that she's a blurter. And she she uh, prefaced this by saying, Joy is too. Joy may be worse than I am. <laughs> but this is one of the ways that we are similar. <laughs> one of the ways that we are very alike is that, yeah. um, you know, we, we feel things and we say them instantly. Would uh-huh. you agree with that as a statement? Well, I do identify a lot with Sonny. Yeah. Sonny and I agree politically on everything practically. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're great pals. Um, as far as blurting is concerned, she does it quieter. Oh, she has like an under she, her breath she, blurt? No, she's just more, uh, she's like, she blurts like a lawyer blurts, like like a, like a, like a gangster almost, like a, like a mafiosa. <laughs> you know, like yeah. the Godfather You're might make say. make her an offer you can't I'm refuse? Gonna ma- so they'll say, you know, you get, why didn't you come to me in the first place? Yeah. Oh, no, She'll when say, she gets quiet, like it's a little bit more Yeah, she's scarier than me because I'm just a loudmouth, you know. Right. But she's like this under... Under talker, anyway, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, I get that. But we do blurt. I yesterday I blurted. I got in trouble with everybody yesterday. I, I do. <laughs> there were notes, but I do think that um, I think the blurting probably is a byproduct of being a comic. Yeah, because you want to. You're in, you're trained to have a quick reaction to something and to. Well, also the the blurting, what you call blurting, I yes. call spontaneous uh, combustion. Yes. Okay. Okay. So. The blurting comes out of me because I'm sensing dullness in the air. (laughs) (laughs) So you're entertaining yourself. So I'm thinking, what can I say to wake up this crowd? Okay. And sometimes what I say is inappropriate, probably, and offensive, I'm sure, to some people. Right. Um, But, you know, you have to take the blows. I take them. I take the blows. Yes, you do. On Twitter, in person, all over the place, on the street, wherever I am, I hear it. So... 
that's the way it goes. That's life in the big city. Yeah. But my job is to keep people entertained and awake. I don't know if people understand this. I'm in the entertainment business. Yes, you say. are. Yeah, I think the uh, the interesting <laughs> thing um, we were talking before about the job and and you know you've never had a job that you loved. Not you really. Know, okay. But this job is never boring. I have no. to say. Oh, no, uh, that's know. what I like about this job. It, it is. It changes every day. You never say the same thing. You know, you can, you can, I, you know, I have this writing group that I work with, right? right? And the teacher in the class, the instructor is wonderful. And she'll give a prompt like, she'll say, your mother's kitchen. That's it. That's the prompt. And you end up not writing about your mother's kitchen. You you start maybe there, but you end up writing about another kitchen or about something about your mother that is not related to the kitchen. And that's how this show is. We go out there thinking, you know, we're going to talk today about bridesmaids' dresses. And then we end up talking about a wedding I went to over the weekend. Right. So hot topics really are meant to be prompts for larger In a way, yes, that's yeah. true. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, we did, speaking of uh, hot topics... Um, we did talk about that today, and you gave a little bit of insight into the uh, the weddings mm. and the fact that Whoopi went to your wedding. That was mm. pretty cool. Whoopi doesn't stay. She comes, and she stays a little while, and then she can't take it. Mm -hmm. But she did come to my wedding with Steve. I had a fantastic wedding. I didn't even know you then. No. We were, we were married in 2011, and uh, it was at the 21 Club. Oh, it doesn't exist anymore. No, it's a legendary New York. I can't believe it's defunct. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, we had a, we had a show. There were only like about 50 people, maybe. And Susie Essman emceed. Mm -hmm. uh, Mario Cantone did a, a comedy bit. Mm -hmm. um, Steve did the horror with Alan Alda. Steve and I wrote a, um, a show, like a um, slideshow about our relationship that was pretty funny. Oh, I bet. So we entertained people at our parties. That's great. Yeah. I only have one story about the 21 Club, and this might be boring for the audience, so we can take it out if it is. <laughs> but years ago, I was a production assistant on the Montel Williams show. Mm. And my producer was someone we work with now, you and I, Robin Hummel. And Robin produced a show where the producers would set the production assistants up on blind dates. Oh, yeah. So we all went on television and the producers decided, I know uh, the perfect girl for you and this and the other thing. And yeah. we came out and we had a date. And I was set up on a blind date. Uh -huh. And the date was to the 21 Club. Oh. And it was very nice and exciting. And the show ended and we went to the 21 Club. Mm -hmm. and, and I had a gift certificate to the 21 Club, but they didn't make a reservation for the 21 Club. So I was turned away with my date at the door. And I uh, then, so who screwed up? Uh, Robin. But then I took her. <laughs> I took the date to the Sabaros Pizza Place in the Sparrow. subway station. It's quite a jump. Yeah, and then she never called after that. That was it. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, you couldn't think of a ba even the Metropolitan Museum. The Omoma's down I the was block. Twenty one. I had no money. It wasn't. It wasn't a good idiotic. Uh, it was idiotic. Just the worst. Yeah, that's probably coming out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. So speaking of, of hot topics on the show in general, yeah, something that we we talked about today, yeah. There's never feels like there's enough time. No, there's never enough time on the show. I call you Big Ben because that's what you do. We have seven minutes for five people to talk <laughs> about the topics of the day, which which could be the end of the uh, democracy as we know it. You've yes. got seven minutes for five people to weigh in. Yes. Ridiculous. Yes. The system is, is broken. The system is broken. Well, and then, then you have two and a half minutes. Which I didn't even mention, talk in that segment, whatever that was, about, right. uh, about what was it, the... Uh... That was the brother-in-law making a move on... The... Oh, yeah, the brother-in-law is, she, he's, he used to go out with this woman. Right. She marries his brother, mm -hmm. and now they're married, and the brother-in-law from the past is making a move on, on her. Right. And he's touching her back, and he's touching, rubbing up against her leg. Now, I read that this morning. I was reading it. It was in the Washington Post, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, the advice back was, what should I do, she said. The advice back is, just say, stop rubbing me. 
Yeah. Stop rubbing my leg. If there was ever a time for blurting, that seems to be it. Well, see, I'm not so sure that that's a good idea because if her husband were in the room with her and with the brother and they're all in the same room and you say to the brother-in-law, stop rubbing my leg, that could cause a tremendous rift between the two brothers. I would certainly would. Which, you know, you know, in my family, we didn't, no relatives fought with each other, and my mother's side of the family in particular. Right. They, they, they were always good, nice to each other, and if they had a problem, they ignored it. Right. I would have said, which I didn't say today, take the brother on the side and say, listen, you keep your hands off me, or I'm going to report you to your brother. You do that one more time. And my husband, your brother, is going to take you on. Mm-hmm. That's a different way to handle it. Scare him off camera, in other words. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. I mean, part of me, though, like you're an only child, I yes. know. But if you had a sister, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you want her to tell you if Steve was hitting on her? I feel like you would. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the other part of it. I well, don't know. But, yeah. I, but I think that he was maybe drunk, the guy. Yeah. And just acting stupid. And he had just broken up with his girlfriend, so he was wounded. Who knows what goes on with people? Right. But being an only child is a gift. Let me tell you something. When I hear about the sibling rivalry that goes on between sisters and brothers, I'm glad that they never did another one. It's a lot. I have daughters, so I'm I'm conscious of that. And they're they're at the age where they love each other very much, but they're definitely butting heads all the time. So they want mother. You know, uh, Margaret uh, Mead said that the worst combination is two children who are close in age. They both want mother at the same time. And that is a, a, a recipe for disaster. Nobody cares about father. Well, mother mother <laughs> is the primary. Yeah. Let's face it. The yeah. baby comes out of the mother, not the father. True. So that the scent of the mother is, is with the baby. Yeah. Um, well, so we just had a good example of if we had more time in Hot Topics, you would have had been able to That's share right. That I would so have said that today. Thank goodness for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. but- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Woodward and Bernstein. Pen and paper. Wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash view. I think, you know, it is hard. A live show is really difficult. And you're right, because partly because of what we were talking about before, how topics are really jumping off points. Yeah. There are diversions and digressions, and that messes with the time. And yes, five people speaking about something important for seven minutes is oh, daunting. It's ridiculous. But today we went really long in the first segment right. and then it's a live show so you have to then adjust the other ones. We had two guests on the show yes. so I had to, and both are talkers and wonderful guests. They were good. Yes, so I yes. had to kind we, of We love Sherry Shepard. Yeah. Well I was talking to Sherry yeah. Shepard right before she walked out and I said you know you were on the show for so long was time an issue then because you and I had been discussing yeah. it on the commercial break and she said oh no we were always on time because Barbara would kill us otherwise. <laughs> Well, Barbara, Barbara was not the moderator. She was never the moderator right. of the show. She loomed large in some way. Well, we were, I was never afraid of Barbara. I used to go to her house for dinner. Yeah. I used to tease her. All this whole, the jokes I do about myself dating Abraham Lincoln, oh, I... I used to do them about her. <laughs> now I'm in that spot. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah. No, no. They, now, uh... I've never been afraid of Barbara. Right? Not were were me. the other co-hosts? I mean, yes. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. They were. To a person, pretty much? Um, I think that they were pretty much, you know. Intimidated more than afraid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I would be too. I mean, I did meet her and, and work. Yeah, but I yeah. wasn't. How, why do you think I wasn't? You're not afraid of anybody. <laughs> That's not true. Who are you afraid of? Who are you intimidated by? Um, nobody. No, and you also have a. a <laughs> in, I don't. I don't want to psychoanalyze this more. Your department, yeah. But you have an aversion to authority in general. The idea that authority is being placed on you in some way. I hate it. You hate it. I hate that. Yeah. I don't really. I, I always say uh, question authority. Yes, as you should. As and I, I agree. You know who's not who I'm afraid of? Who? My daughter. All <laughs> mothers are afraid of their daughters. You know because their daughters have power. Your yeah. daughter has power. Yeah. Over you, she can say. I don't feel like visiting you. Or I'm going to keep the grandchildren. Uh, you know, we're going to we're going to want an extended vacation and not write to you or whatever. They have power. That's who you be, should be afraid of. Your children. That's devastating. No, yeah. when they figure out they have power, that's when you're in trouble. Yeah. Luckily, I'm very close to my daughter. Yeah. No. She. You know, we live near each other. Okay. Mm -hmm. She wants to live even nearer. She said to me, "Can't we get like a compound? We're on the same property." Oh, I love that. Okay. I'd yeah. love to do that, but I can't find a compound. That's what my daughter, gonna find a compound. My youngest daughter now. What am I, a Kennedy? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. My youngest daughter now <laughs> often talks about her plans for later. She's going to redo the attic, and her and her, oh. her children will live up there, and I guess a husband, and um, <laughs> and and live in the house. I'm not I'm not waving it off. I'm okay with it for now. We'll Listen, see what we're Italian, and yeah. you're half Italian. Yeah, we are attached to our families. Yeah, I lived in the same building with my aunts, my uncles, my my father and mother were on the top floor. My aunts and uncles were on the third floor. I spent my entire childhood with the entire family. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's... it's and I miss yeah. them tremendously because they're all gone, except for one aunt who has dementia. One of my favorite moments from last season was yeah. on Mother's Day. We showed the, the video that your daughter made uh, play oh. acting as you. And A, she's hysterical. And B, she does a really good joy. She, uh, I thought it was me at first. I did too. She had a wig on her head, a red wig, and you know, she's blonde. She had a, <laughs> I thought it was me. Yeah, she's a very talented artist. You know, she's doing very well as, yes. a, as a, uh, an, a ceramic artist. You probably can go to her website. EveBeharCeramics.com. She sold, last week, listen to this, she sold two pieces to Keith Hernandez and one piece to Don Lemon and a bunch of other people, but two celebs. Keith Hernandez, I like that. Uh, Keith Hernandez was roaming around the area, and and, uh, he bought two of her beautiful ceramic pieces. There we go. Uh, New York Met star and uh, Seinfeld guest star, very famously, Keith Hernandez. There Uh you go. All right. All right, so uh, also talking about what's been happening on the show this week, you made a lot of headlines yesterday. We alluded to some of them. Uh, Matthew McConaughey was with us, and uh, you relived a uh, really a top ten view moment from 2006, yeah. which is the uh, time he gave you a foot rub. He, yeah, he, he brought. What it back year was again. that? 2006. 2006. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was something back then. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Poor Elizabeth Hasselbeck was between us <laughs> while he's rubbing my feet. Yeah, you called it a menage a foot, I believe, in the <laughs> original I? clip. Yes. Well, then he came on yesterday, and like you know. I did this in the moment. No one knew I was going to do this. Right. Because even at my advanced age, I am able to lift my leg and put it on the table. And, and you've done it a lot. And I'm and not even particularly, I don't do even exercise. There's no effort involved. I, mean, I you just my, pull, very right quickly. Up, yeah. yeah. And I just put my, I, thank God I had just gotten a pedicure. Right. <laughs> so, so I put my leg on the table and he went right for it. He went right for that He's foot. a compulsive foot rubber. Yeah. And, Can't and help himself. How did it compare to the 2006 well, version? Well, you want to know the truth? Yeah. It was very hard. Yeah. He's stronger than he was in 2006. He's been lifting. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he's doing. But whatever it is, he was hurting my foot. And I was going to say, listen, Matthew, back off. Yeah. But I didn't say that. No, I, I, that's the, I enjoyed that's it. That's the one thing you didn't say. <laughs> All right. Well, that is wonderful. Um, so we're out of time because, okay. as you know, Big Ben, yeah. you know, we're Big out of ben. time. And, you know, Robin Hamill, who also tells us you have seven minutes, you yes. have to, we call her Big Benita. Yeah, Big Ben and Big Benita <laughs> laying down the law. Um, all right. Well, that, this is wonderful. Tomorrow on the, thank you for Who's being tomorrow? here. Who's tomorrow? Alyssa is Alyssa. on the show tomorrow. Do you yeah. have any questions for Alyssa? Anything you want to throw out there? Well, ask her if she if she really would uh, like to strangle us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody seems to like her, and I like her very much. I think she's a very good addition to the show. She has a winning personality. She's not annoying. Yes. As a Republican, you know, you can have a Republican here. Like, if God forbid you had Kellyanne Conway or, or uh, that other one, Huckabee, you know, all these people, they don't know what the punctuation, they never stop talking, sort of like what I'm doing right now. Kelly and Conway tried out for the show once, remember? I know. Yes. Remember when she came on the show? I, you know what I said to her? Do you remember? Yeah. Yes. I said, you know, I like you, Kelly Ann. You're a nice Italian girl, but you are delusional. <laughs> and if she came back, I'd tell her again. All right. Thank you very much, Joy. Tomorrow, <laughs> Alyssa, uh, and thank you for listening. Can I keep this mug, please? Uh, I'm sure we can get you another one. No, I want that. You want this specific yeah, I want, mug? No, I don't care. No. All right. All right. We'll get you. You don't have one? Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. 
We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. People who disappear without a trace. Where is she? The most notorious murder cases in New York. Pure evil. And the most devious killers. There's a Hannibal Lecter feel to him. For chilling true crime stories, follow the True Crime NYC podcast wherever you listen.